Should we start? Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 705, October 1st already. October 1st, 2021. It was 87 degrees on this day in 1897 and 24 degrees in 1974. And now. From the mayor's office. I need a ruling, by above the way. The yeah, the yeah I'm, I'm here for you. Okay. Spoon Lake. It's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor. Joe Quick question. Yes, sir. I forgot how you ruled uh, when I was assembling the show yesterday mm-hmm. uh, because we were not here doing a live, we're not a live, but a regular scheduled podcast. We do not number the best of podcasts, we correct? Not. We do not. Th- that's what I thought. Okay, I just want to make sure. Well, let's, let's, I, I, I even went to the Twitter to say, GLers, do yourself a favor and listen to, uh, the September 30 podcast, it was our last interview with Vince Flynn. No, the reason I picked that when I was, Rook and I were talking about this before you Wasn't got Wasn't it here. our last one? No, the, we replayed the final Vince Flynn interview a couple of times. Oh. That was the show Vince came on to announce yeah. that he had cancer. Yeah. Mm. And he said it was hard for him to sit. I noticed that that aired in February of 2012, Correct. that interview. And he died in, uh, what, May June, of June, June of 2013. 13. And I had done an event with him at, uh, what's the bar on the corner of, uh, what am I thinking of, Plums? Plums. I, I did an event with him at Plums, and he was complaining about it. it really hurt him to sit. Yeah. Hmm. You know, I mean, that. that well, and then he said at signings, too, it was tough to, and I just saw Lisa the other uh, day at, at the uh, St. Thomas Academy Cretan football game. She's doing well. My personal favorite times when Vince was on was when Rookie uh, likes to introduce the segment with Author's Corner and right. drives you insane. <laughs> right. I always liked the fact that I used to say uh, that I he got the idea from uh, from me. Right. Mitch Rapp was a short ordered cook at Plums, and uh, he hated terrorists. And... But he had what a marvelous attitude he had. I couldn't believe it. So upbeat. And... It's just the the notes that he the emails that he sent me in private. Um, about his future, which he was a uh, very religious-driven, uh, God-fearing man. Um, he really was a nice, wonderful soul. But he was the greatest name-dropper in history. Yeah, I was having dinner with the king of Jordan, <laughs> and he, he was telling me about the terrorism attack. <laughs> yes, or or how about calling, texting from Russia's basement? Right. I'm in Russia's basement. I'll call you no. later. I'll, and and it, wasn't, it wasn't arrogance. He, he, well, yeah, but... I was going to say he didn't have any arrogance because I remember I played a thing at O'Gara's and he was there and I said, what are you doing here? And he said, well, I couldn't have you play and not come out and see you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was, oh, that's it was cool. just a, re- a regular uh, guy. He was well, a guy. Well, he wasn't arrogant. I mean, if you're a St. Thomas Academy grad, there's a quite a bit of arrogance that you come with no matter what. <laughs> so uh, if you take factor that in, he was, he was okay. Back based. Let's go. Wait, wait, oh. Recorrecting. Didn't your kid graduate from St. Thomas? And he's got the same arrogance. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Regarding the Shell commercial that we all just love so oh, much. Oh, what? No. I saw that. Joe, sorry to disappoint you, but as luck may have it, this commercial is similar to one of your million dollar ideas. I found it on YouTube dated 13 years ago. Been out there a long time, but I do appreciate you and the fellows bringing it to our attention. 
Well, yeah, who cares? I, I mean, th that day we also discovered, uh, what's his name, doing whipping posts, Chris Stapleton, yeah. which yeah, had been out there long. Years old, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that was awesome. a good day. Yeah. That was a good day for YouTube for us. In John in Arizona, a GLer since forever wants us to know that it snowed today in Gumption County Outpost in Arizona. I don't know wow. where exactly in Arizona. And uh, Bert has a wonderful idea. Just a minute. Brooke, would you go get my uh, yeah. briefcase, please? I have to get the gavel. I'm sorry I didn't bring it in, but he deserves a harump for this. It's a it's a great catch. Really quick, as long as Rook's running, Johnny. Uh, we talked about this off the air. That wasn't Stapleton's band, right? That was. I, a, it was not. I don't believe so. No. G. Others, do yourself a favor. Search yeah. Chris uh, Stapleton whipping post on YouTube. It's here's fantastic. The, here's the gavel. Is that the gavel? Here's the gavel. All right. <laughs> you know, the camera's over there, right? Right here. <laughs> <laughs> really. Grandpa, just point right at the camera. You're good. <laughs> Papa Joe. Don't, 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 don't do that to okay, me. Okay, Papa Joe. Don't do that. Joe, I have a suggestion. <laughs> Before you entertain more missives regarding the merits of various materials located in or around the garage, consider this. Lest it come down to garage fabric, filtration, stain application, or garage tubing, the mind reels. Any seemingly extraneous material located in or around the garage should be used now or any time in the future for its intended or any other purpose shall henceforth fall under the aegis garage wood. I agree. In other words, garage iron shall be considered garage wood and garage cardboard is garage wood and so forth. If your honor sees fit, insert gavel sound here. Here, here. I didn't get a harumph out of that guy. Harumph. Harumph. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. doing something else yeah. here. Of course he is. <laughs> I agree. What was all that knocking, Kenny says? Wood covers it all. <laughs> I'm almost done. Got it. You know. And I have something fabulous that we can all add to our loose leaf binders in the event you're keeping one. I know exactly what story you're going to bring up. Hmm. I've never been in a search party. I knew it. Oh. I knew it. Looking yeah. for myself. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's going right to the top of the list. ACP, uh, hey, you see this? Never yep. done that. Yep. A missing man in Turkey accidentally joined his own search party and looked for himself for hours before he realized he was the target of the rescue mission. Oh, according, to, like? according to local Wait media us. reports, Behan Mutlu, mm -hmm. a 50-year-old man from a rural region in Turkey, was out drinking with his friends when he wandered <laughs> off into a nearby forest and didn't return. It's always the forest, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The forest. Yep. Worried about him, his friends then alerted authorities who set up a search and rescue mission to find him. Uh, <laughs> okay. Falls in line. Uh, according to a Turkish... According to Turkish Channel, ten, yep. according to Turkish Channel NTV, when news of the missing man got out, efforts to intense, find him intensified in nearby neighborhoods. It is unclear how Mutlu found himself in his own search party, <laughs> or how his friends didn't realize that he was right under their nose the okay, whole time. Thank you, thank yeah, you. That's exactly who we're looking for. That, here. Right. That's what I was asking. He's wearing a how, Twins jersey, a red cap. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> how close were those friends? Come on, man. Uh, police were able to safely escort Mutlu to his home. This isn't the first time a missing person joined their own rescue mission. In 2012, an Asian tourist who went missing in Iceland was also found in her own search party after she reportedly failed to recognize her own description. 
Wow. But, okay. Hold we, up. We all, <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah. Something really ain't right. We all, that's clickbait. You see that anywhere, and you are going to click. Man joins his own search party. How do you not click on that? Well, that is to. like manna. The best part, though, is the audience um, really knows the mayor. That story was submitted via email times. and on Twitter about a million times. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> fantastic. Now, I did see a different version of that story where apparently they started calling out his name, and he stopped and said, who are we looking for? They said, they said, Mootlu. And he went, oh, I'm right here. (laughs) (laughs) Was there a reward? I found it first. (laughs) (laughs) Say, this news has been breaking all day that Merck has developed a pill for COVID. Hmm. You Johnny, it. you might well take that story right out. Take huh? it. Yep. I'll no, no, delete do that it, John. One. No, do it. Do I will. It. Yeah. Do it. It's uh, it's leading the Drudge Report right now. It led CBS News this morning, and apparently, uh, you take it twice a day for five days, and big bang boom. Huh. It should cut hospitalizations in half. It says. I, I have yep. I have no idea, uh, but obviously, you only take that if you have COVID. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a breakthrough. Merck and its partner Ridgeback Biotherapeutics said early results showed patients who received the drug called malnupiravir within five days of COVID-19 systems had about half the rate of hospitalizations and deaths as patients who received a dummy pill. Boy, I didn't want to get the dummy pill. When I read that story, I thought to myself, who's the poor fellas who had to take the dummy pill and died? Right. You know? Jeez. Well, there'll be more on this, I'm sure, but this will really... This will really cause uh, authorities to back off a little, won't it? If this if this bears fruition, well, you and, would think so. Yeah. And uh, you you have this as a, a backup, a safeguard in the in the yep. uh, in the event that even a vaccinated person can come down with COVID. Maybe these uh, maybe this new medication is the answer. I have mm-hmm. no idea. Uh, according to who is this? Uh, AP.com, there is, there already is a, some type of documentary. I don't know, I don't know what it is, or maybe it's old tapes, but it's, um, labeled Merck and Mindy. (laughs) Oh my God. You know what? I'm going, we'll see you guys. Have a good weekend. (laughs) And the pill is called Shazbot. Nanu, nanu. So, yeah, nanu, nanu. <laughs> so if you're looking, just Google Merck and Mindy and see if the uh, placebo comes up. I think, I think Joe actually is leaving. I, I, I can't take it. I, you I, can take I, it once. Well, it's Friday. I mean, this I is... I can't take it. You know, this is... <laughs> All right, it's Friday. I was reading about... <laughs> we don't do that. You're right. No, we don't. Monday's is, the same show as Friday. Be, has, right. to be, has to be. Has to be. I've been reading about some of the people who want to replace uh, a couple of uh, entrenched Minneapolis City Council members. Oh, yes. Yeah. Alexandra Cano and Lisa Bender are not going to run. Uh, Cano uh, was an immigrant rights activist who got elected in 2013. She has the ninth ward. Uh, eight candidates are on the ballot for the ninth ward. Okay. DFL endorsed Jason Chavez as an aide on the Workforce and Business Development Committee of the Minnesota House. Uh, when we talk about Lake Street, obviously people sometimes don't feel safe, and I get that, Chavez said. We need to just see people as humans and truly invest in support, creating programming that is going to, going to not criminalize people and put them back in the cycle of prison just for them. So let me turn the page. In other words, he's another soft-on-crime guy. 
come back out two weeks later. He said the area's uh, chronic ailments of uh, gun violence, sex trafficking, homelessness, and addiction are reasons he supports rent control and a new model of public safety in which police play a limited role. Well, I ain't voting for him if I'm in the ninth mm-hmm. ward. Nope. No. Mickey Moore is a retired small business owner who has raised more campaign funds than anyone else. He is a longtime homeowner in the eighth ward who moved to an apartment in the ninth seven months ago to run in a district dear to his heart. Those streets, those businesses, and the immigrant community have just always been a home to me, Moore said, when I saw that it was in distress and nobody was picking up the mantle. It was really a match that made sense for me. Moore rejects calls to abolish the police department, saying that saying that disrespects the experience of crime victims. He supports Chief Madeira Arredondo and wants to focus on changing the culture of the department and state law so that officers are fired for wrongful use of force, don't get their jobs back through arbitration. Okay. Yusuf Haji owns Orange Oak, an advertising and translation service, and co-founded United Cloud, a nonprofit trying to fight xenophobia in central Minnesota. Three years ago, the Minnesota Department of Revenue hired him to do outreach with African immigrants, and he moved to the Twin Cities. He wants to mend the fear that prevents outsiders from investing in the Ninth Ward. And he agrees with Moore that words like defund and abolish have hurt the community's potential. Uh, who else do we have running? Also running in the Ninth Ward are Joe Randall Dennison, community activist Alfred Flowers, Carmen Means, executive director of the Central Central Area Neighborhood Development Organization, and... I worked with Carmen at uh, the airport. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. And Brenda Short, a financial clearance representative with Alina Health, and Rose Tennyson, about whom we don't know a thing. Now, in Bender's 10th Ward... Uh, she is a former city planner. She was elected in 2017. The 10th Ward has strong, disparate opinions on many issues, Bender said. The trick is to try to find enough common ground that people can feel good about moving forward. Otherwise, it'll just get stuck. So who's running? Asia Chugtai uh, leads in DFL dene- delegates as well as fundraising. She works in the political department of the Service Employees International Union. I ain't voting for her. Uh, she said, I would really push uh, and want to organize my fellow council members elected to reassess our priorities of continuing to fund and throw money at a police department, okay, that fails to keep people safe. Well, I ain't voting for Chugtai. People aren't safe because bad people commit crimes. The police aren't shooting each other. They're not shooting you. Uh, who else? Uh, Katie Jones is a landlord who lives in a triplex. Uh, she is employed by the Center of, uh, for Energy and Environment, working with cities to develop energy disclosure policies. Jones rejects the notion that boosting police staffing will reduce crime. So she's a, not a copper either. Well, she's uh, a moron. I, I mean, yeah. how, how do they dare even say this stuff out loud? I know. You're More right. Jeez. Chris Parsons is a career firefighter with the St. Paul Fire Department. He proposes a nuts-and-bolts approach to constituent services. Instead of what he views as a policy dictated from downtown, our city council would be doing such a better job and our people would be so better served if they spent more time on constituent service instead of trying to be transformative figures, Parsons said. The job of the city council is to provide your constituents access to government, and that is not happening now. Okay, I'd go for Parsons, all right? Alicia Gibson is a former member of the Lowry Hill East Neighborhood Association. She's a stay-at-home mom, and running for office was how she hoped to hold her neighborhood together amid a sense of chaos. 
Uh, public safety is the wedge issue of the election, but Gibson said she believes there's more consensus around a path forward than it would seem. Constituents want compassionate police who think of themselves as members of the community, working in concert with social workers, she said, proposing investing in the police department rather than defunding it. Okay, uh, I'm not going to go on. The uh, Well, you also have uh, uh, Uba Noor and David Wheeler. They're, uh, they're running also in the 10th Ward. So we don't know where Bender's going to end up. I Duluth. thought it was Duluth. Duluth, but we don't know what right. path she's oh. on to... Uh, Set herself up for something. Well, good luck to whatever entity that is. <laughs> uh, any day's a good day to buy a car, but the weekend's coming up, and I, uh, I've been checking the inventory at Schmelz Countryside Volkswagen Fiat and Alfa Romeo, and they have inventory. Schmelz Countryside in Maplewood, right on the southeast quadrant of Highway 36 and 61, a multi-generational dealership on that site for more than 50 years. Great products. I've owned all three of those vehicles and will continue to. Right now, 0% for up to 36 months on all new Volkswagens, with the exception of the ID4. And they really have a good selection of that new Volkswagen Taos in stock. 0% for up to 72 months on Fiats, and 0% for up to 48 months on Alfa Romeo models. Schmelz Countryside. Uh, check the inventory. It's fantastic. SchmelzVW.com, SchmelzFiat.com, and SchmelzAlfaRomeo.com. Hey, GLers, if you're looking to improve the water quality in your home, then trust my friends at Hofferman Water. They are your local independent water treatment dealer, and they have been serving Minnesotans for nearly 50 years, and they understand the unique problems that Minnesota water brings. They are also an independent and authorized Connecticut dealer, so whether you're looking to soften, filter, or you just want your water to taste better, they will help make your water worry-free. I'm a prime example. I went with the Connecticut system a couple of years ago. I have the S. 650 system inside my home it made an absolute world of difference it improved everything your 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 dishes your your laundry your showers everything inside your home gets better with Connecticut and my friends at Hofferman Water if you already have a water treatment system in your home well they can help you with service and repairs they specialize in Connecticut products but service many other major brands too they can also help with salt delivery filter changes parts repairs and more give them a shout today you can call them at 612-895-2440 for a free water analysis and estimate, or just check them out online at HoffermanWater.com, and please let them know that Garage Logic sent you. Not working, Rivers. Rook, <laughs> would you give us a liner? It's the end of the world as we know it, Never mind. and he feels fine. Perfect. Joe Souchere. Who dis? This is Dylan Height. Dylan Height. The rising superstar, Dylan Height. <laughs> okay, GLers, it turns out the rumor is true. Maple Grove Lock and Safe is, in fact, having a giant open house and sale. It starts next Friday, the 8th. The sale runs for one week until Friday the 15th. The big doings, though, the party, the food, the drinks, it's Saturday the 9th. Food available starting at 11 a.m. till it's gone. Pulled pork, shredded chicken, Yum. beans, potato salad, chips, soda, all the stuff we like. But now here's the deal. Uh, the, the sale offerings. And I'm going to get through this because there's a lot. Overstock sale on Centurion safes, tactical 24s, and ammo cans. 
Uh, we're talking the best prices of the year. No waiting here. The safes are in stock. They're ready to rock. You can take them home. And no, uh, all of these safes, they have to go to make room for new uh, new inventory coming in. You purchase a CNN safe or a tactical safe along with a deluxe accessory bundle, you get free installation on the bundle, which is about a $50 savings. Now, the first five people who purchase a CNN 24 uh, loaded or a tactical 24, you're going to draw on the spot for a gift card worth up to $100. This big sale starts next Friday, the open house next Saturday, and the amazing prices on safes, it actually lasts through the 15th. Be sure to ask about bundling. You can always save when you bundle. Financing, delivery, all of that is available. This is at Maple Grove Lock and Safe, 6901 East Fish Road uh, in Maple Grove. And check it all out on the web, maplegrovelockandsafe.com. Uh, it's almost over. Over? Did you over. say over? Mm-hmm. When it's over. The state board that licenses attorneys to practice in Minnesota has begun a comprehensive study that could offer a new pathway into the profession as early as 2026 and, and scrap the bar exam. What? <laughs> Minnesota is one of 38 states that require new lawyers to pass the universal bar examination, a grueling test that has come under increased scrutiny. When the coronavirus pandemic struck, some states allowed law students to postpone taking the two-day, 12-hour exam for public health reasons. Meanwhile, George Floyd's murder in Minneapolis in May 2020 and subsequent racial unrest raised awareness of the bar exam's role in keeping people of color out of the profession. I don't know what, well, okay. Criticism of the bar exam is nothing new, but it definitely has a lot more momentum with everything that has occurred last summer, said Emily Eschweiler, Eschweiler, director of the Minnesota State Board of Law Examiners. The board in June uh, announced it would take two years to study the bar exam, the history in the state, and the impact of being a state that admits lawyers based on their scores. Hmm. The review was timed to coincide with coming changes in the exam itself. Uh, but Minnesota board will look beyond the test to consider alternative options for determining competency or licensure, such as apprenticeship-style models or the diploma privilege, which in Wisconsin means that anyone who completes law school in the state can practice law without taking a test. So is this like the cracker? I mean... uh, You want me to really cut to the chase? Yes. Me and you, Rook, we're lawyers now. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Counselor, good to see you, Counselor Olson. Uh, Likewise, Counselor. (laughs) Although Minnesota is... Although Minnesota does not track pass rates by race or ethnicity, the American Bar Association said that in 2020, 88% of white candidates passed the exam on their first try, compared with 80% of Asians, 78% of Native Americans, 76% of Hispanics, and 66% of blacks. At his installation last week as dean and president of Mitchell Hamlin Law School of Law in St. Paul, Anthony Nidwiki, Nidwiki, I don't know how to pronounce his name, said the bar exam was created by white people to exclude others from the profession. The bar exam is racist, Nidwiki declared. It was built to keep certain people out of the profession, and we should get rid of it. It doesn't test the skills needed to be a successful lawyer, and there are other ways to license lawyers that are more reliable and equitable. What proof does he offer, Joe? None. Oh, so it's just him 
spouting. Last I mean, time I we, checked, though, we had black lawyers, right? Yeah. Native we lawyers. Have the figure, um, we have the figures, we have the stats, but we don't have any proof on what questions might be, um, you know, Well, one racist. contention, for example, is that the bar exam uh, relies on too much memorization. So is this guy saying black people can't memorize? That, isn't that a racist statement? Yeah, I think so, because they can. This is another example of making people less than, but the ramifications of it are stupendous. This is a... This is an ideology sweeping through American culture. Yes. You're seeing it in the failed academy. You're seeing it in uh, crime. Uh, you're seeing it now. You presumably will see it in, uh, you know, the bar exam's too tough, too unfair. It's created by white people. Okay, then. <laughs> and, you have, and that's on top of going into your room, your quiet room, because you have anxiety over tests right. where you could probably cheat. Safe space. Well, wow. then when, when, when will this, I've been saying for years, uh, we've been alluding to this in a peripheral way when I've said, well, are we going to just start having lousy doctors? Mm -hmm. Well, what about we airplane pilots? It. They have to have a license. Boy. What about police? What about EMS? What about teachers? Well, what about the, nurses? Those planes pretty much fly themselves. Hey, you, that was a hell of a landing. You really almost made it. Yeah, we're in Albuquerque yeah. when we're supposed to be in San Antonio. <laughs> right, right. You didn't check the uh, you didn't check the chart. <laughs> Honest to God, we're throwing out the babies with all the bathwater. But this is an emperor has no clothes thing. Why hasn't somebody stood up to say, "Sorry, we can only go so far. You still need to know the law in order to well, you know, defend someone." Or you know the answer to that. Uh, it's because if you combat that, you're racist. The soft bigotry of low expectations. Mm -hmm. In this case, the hard bigotry of no expectations. Just like Joe, you had this was this was Garage Logic in its infancy. It must have been ninety five, ninety six, whatever it was, when you had the L C D theory. The lowest common denominator theory mm -hmm. that everything was going to be watered down, dumbed down, and no one would have you. Would, you would all be the same, and it would be a minimal capacity. The key sentence from this uh, guy at Hamlin is, uh, "It doesn't, meaning the bar exam, it doesn't test the skills needed to be a successful lawyer. And there are other ways to license lawyers that are more reliable and equitable. Equitable is the key word." Because there aren't enough black attorneys in this fellow's estimation, uh, there isn't an equitable situation in the practice of law. So therefore, let's lower the standards to entice more uh, black students to pursue a career in law. And isn't instead of the bar exam, we're going to dream up some other ways that uh, your proficiency can be demonstrated. Maybe you'll have to tag along with another lawyer or you'll have to create some experiences that we can uh, judge are uh, beneficial to you practicing the law. I, I have no idea. I, I just, um, it's just crazy. The guy who's saying this, I'm assuming, but I could be wrong, he's white, right? I believe so. I would like to hear from black lawyers on this. Yeah, the, I you mean like the ones that they have to put say. in all of the hours at William Mitchell, um, hey. had to find parking, had to pay for it, and, and, and finally got their credentials. Such, we should book Kofi Matska and talk about this next week. Mm -hmm. oh. oh, a black lawyer. She, yeah, She's, she's a, lawyer, a black yeah. lawyer, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Well, will you do that? 
write it down. Nah. <laughs> How <laughs> did <laughs> just call? You know what? Let's save uh, Reavers the trouble and just call her right now. I'll text her right now. How did she do that? How did she accomplish that as being a black female? And isn't it true? I know it's true with the real estate tests. I don't know about uh, the bar. Some attorneys have had to take that a number of times. Oh, yeah. 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 I just saw a stat that said 43% of the folks uh, do not pass the first go around. Whoa. Okay. What so are we it's doing tough for here? everybody. What are we doing mm-hmm. here? The bar exam is racist because it was uh, created by white people, according to the new head of the Hamlin Mitchell Law School. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't know how to counter that thinking. That, but it gets back to the belief that he would he he would fit somewhere in the spectrum of those who are disputing the very existence of this country. He he would fall into the spectrum of those who believe that the country's founding was flawed because they were white guys. Never mind they created the greatest country in the world for everybody. Never mind that the U.S. has been atoning for its sins and doing more than any other country to atone for them. If, If you're going to contest a bar exam because it was created by white people, well, then it's inevitable that whatever uh, a would-be doctor has to take, I presume that was created by white people. An airline pilot test, I got to think that might have been created by white people. What are you going to do? Are we placing our lives in danger with this kind of thinking? We might be. Uh, undoubtedly, I, I think so, yeah. And, and can you think, if, for example, you figure out a way to give licenses to more and more lawyers, however you dream up a means for granting them that license, wouldn't that result in a, uh, a terribly fractured uh, legal system that's already a mess? I lost this case, uh, Your Honor, because my lawyer's an idiot. So now I got to appeal, and right. it's just going to be craziness. Mm-hmm. Uh, almost on cue. Yeah, uh, we got this from Mike just a couple of minutes ago. Should we head on over to White Bear Lake really quick? What's happening? A YouTube video posted by Sunrise Park Middle School in White Bear Lake details a new grading scale that has removed the letter F. Oh. Sure. Hang on. Yeah. The system announced during the 2021-22 school year does not include 0 to 49% penalty for students. Our whole intent is to ensure that grades focus on the process of learning. Principal Christina Pierre said in the video, therefore, grades will not include behaviors, attitude, tardiness to class, whether the assignment was turned in late or on time. There's other ways that we can communicate those things to parents. Here's the best part. Mm. The school's website discussing the uh, details, how the district conducted an equity audit, which showed grading disparities among students of color. Quote, here's the money quote. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. Grading can be one of the largest areas in which systemic racism and inequities are perpetuated. Dr. Kazmarevis in White Bear Lake uh, believes grades should be a measure of what a student knows and has mastered in a given course. 
Grading should not be a behavioral punishment and should not be a measure of how well a student can survive stress at home. Boy, I wish I could go back to school now. I'm going to go to Sunrise <laughs> Park, man. I'm going to send all my kids there. They're going to be valedictorians. Here we go. And rookie, you got it. Rookie, here's your paper. You got uh, You got an eye. <laughs> you got an eye for it. Look what's happening. We're accepting members, this too Members of the salon, uh, big city attorneys, big county attorneys, uh, the failed academy, law schools are participating in the destruction of this country. It's, I don't see how, how else you could explain it. We no longer will accept, well, this might not happen, but it, it could. We no longer will accept a failure in the bar exam. Therefore, we're going to replace it with something. We no longer respect police, so we're going to replace them with something. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We no longer uh, uh, respect merits achieved in school, so we're going to replace that with something. We no longer honor the idea that uh, uh, crime sh should be uh, forgiven, or no, whatever. We're lowering the standards on what crimes will be forgiven. Did you guys read the story of the uh, fellow who beat up a, a police officer in St. Paul the other night? Yes. Yeah, I did. Late in the morning on Linwood Avenue, one of the nicest blocks of homes in the city of St. Paul, the 700 block of Linwood mm -hmm. Avenue. Uh, former Mayor George Latimer lived on that block, for yep. example. And and this two in the morning or whatever, and this guy is trying to break into houses. Uh, 911 is called. Homeowners kind of went out there to confront him, and then he damaged some of the houses. So now the police come, and when the, uh, when the officer tried to stop this pedestrian he saw walking around who matched the description offered by, uh, provided by homeowners, the guy... Uh, punched the cop, bit him in the head, reached for his gun with the intent to kill him. Uh, he posted a $100,000 bail and was out on the street the next day. <laughs> it's After my jumping on a police officer yeah. yep. with the intent to grab his gun, which he couldn't dislodge from the holster. Right. Wow. Did you get that email I just sent you, Reeves? Is it possible for you to play that uh, on Shaq? Uh, rookie, rookie, rookie. Uh, it's, uh, recently, Shaquille O'Neal has said he does not want to be a celebrity anymore. I saw that. Because he's sick of the left. Yeah. But now, uh, who was it on Fox News? Uh, Leo Terrell uh, says it's a, it's a coded message. I don't know what that means. Well, there's some audio. If he can play the audio, he'll it's not very It's not very long, but I, I listened to it and... Basically, what he's saying is, um, Shaq is saying to the left, I don't want part of your celebrity stuff where uh, the world is crumbling. I don't hate America. Mm -hmm. I like cops. Uh, America has given me all of this money because of my hard work. What's the coded part? Well, that, that's what he's saying in, in code. This Leo Terrell on Fox said, that's what Shaq is telling people. He doesn't want to be a celebrity because he doesn't want to be lined up with a LeBron James saying, 
uh, the black man is put down in this it, country. Israel is retiring from being a celebrity. Can he do that? He's always going to be a celebrity. You're right, Stephen. Thanks for having me. He's always going to be a celebrity, but what he's doing, he is sending a coded message to, to the left, to the celebrity left. He doesn't want to be part of this leftist viewpoint that this country is racist, that this country is a country that oppress others. Steve, Shaq O'Neal is the American dream. He is the person who has benefited from America, and he doesn't hate the police. Shaq is a deputy reserve. When you listen to the left, everything about America is bad. The police is bad. And what he is trying to tell the celebrity left, I don't want to be a part of your attack on this country. That's just a coded message, and I applaud him for saying it. Okay, I guess I'm just puzzled by the use of the word coded. There was nothing coded about it. He just said... Well, I don't not, want any part of your BS. True. There's nothing coded about it. He's straightforward. Straightforward. Okay, Kevin. Yeah. Does it make you want to get some comfort food in your gut? I'll say. Yeah. How about adult mac and cheese from Savoy's Pizza? You know, we started this. How about a pizza and some mac Here's and cheese? the problem with today. We, we recorded this an hour earlier today, <laughs> and I could not stop by uh, Red Savoy Pizza to get the mac Reavers. and cheese. Yes, Reavers fall. Yeah, Reavers. it is. I blame yes, you for my... If you hear my stomach going... <laughs> well, this is new to the menu at the Savoy's. It's, it's chicken, delicious. bacon, mac, and regular mac and cheese with Damn Parmesan, it. mozzarella, and cheddar, uh, and just the right amount of Alfredo sauce. It's just absolutely delicious. We've had it here at the podcast. We've had it here at the Knack Hardware and Lounge. It's great comfort food, man. Uh, and also, uh, the pizzas, of course, are the best in town. There are 16 locations. With each pizza, you get a pull tab. Uh, stuffed in the box there, and you can win free pizza, pasta, wings, salads, pop. I don't like to say the word cookie. I, I just don't yeah, like but it. They're, what? Uh, I don't like the word cookie. They're co- they, have, they have these big, giant cookies, cookies what? that are... What? Yeah, you got to get a cookie. That was almost a Roycey-like complaint. I don't like blah. I don't, I don't like cookies, cookies that crumble. But you're going to win cookies. I feel <laughs> foolish saying that word. Fruit that they've squirts. got a soft... Uh, the the end result of the cookie an is soft and of delicious. The yes, it's, it's wonderful. You can win uh, money off your next purchase and the grand uh, prize, of course, free pizza for a year. But the... Uh, the menu options are fantastic. You can have any kind of cookie you want, as long as it's chocolate chip. And they, this is Red Savoy. You can go, GLers, you can download the Red Savoy app uh, or go to SavoyPizza.com. Great football weekend coming up. Yeah. Lay, in, lay in the Savoys. Hey, Garage Logic would like to welcome Kahuna Window Cleaning and Seasonal Services to the podcast. Andy and his crew at Kahuna take care of all the stuff around your house that you really hate doing. Window cleaning, gutter cleaning, pressure washing, roof washing, they will even put up, take down, and store your holiday lights. They service the entire metro area from North Branch to Norwood, Young America. Kahuna is also a veteran-owned company and honored to be recommended by Trust Vets. Throughout the entire month of September, they have a great special on soft washing just for GLers. If you look under your eaves on the north side of your house you'll probably see some gray dirt it's actually algae it can grow anywhere siding patio patio furniture deck and even on your roof the proper way to clean this is usually not with water pressure kahuna's soft wash method uses low pressure water with a mixture of algicide to kill the algae so it stays clean longer and doesn't damage your house right now for glers only pricing for house washing packages start at just 299 dollars this special will only run through the month of september head to 
to kahunawindowcleaning.com to schedule a washing. Make sure that you ask for the GL special, kahunawindowcleaning.com. Not working, Reavers. Yep. Try it again. He quit smoking in 1986, but he's smoking on the air. Here's Joe Suchere. Schoonover Body Works and Glass in Shoreview. It's a GLers one-stop family-owned third-generation body shop. They're on County E in Lexington in Shoreview. The sole sponsor of Positive Yesterday at GL. Uh, we gave uh, Positive, Mr. Positive, Fender Bender Mender, Mike Schoonover the day off. It's Friday, after all. Uh, and that's probably good because I'm going to go all fanboy on him. So here's the scenario. The lad and I, um, he had just got his truck back uh, that day. Uh, the day before, we're standing outside the shop last Saturday, about 6 a.m. The truck, about 100 yards away, looked like one of his interior lights was on. I asked him, you forget to uh, turn a light off there, son? He gave a one-word reply, schoonover. It was actually the yard light reflecting off the chrome, the detail job, the Ooh. shine on that truck after he got it back from schoonovers was remarkable. He had a bunch of front-end damage. Uh, he got it back earlier than promised. And then he went on to tell me about how grateful he was for Mike and the crew and how they handled the insurance company, all the corners the insurance company tried to cut and how their incompetence had threatened to draw the situation out longer. But uh, schoonovers, are not, they're not playing that game. Uh, his quote, I'm so grateful that they handled the job. The repairs were perfect. The detailed job, amazing. And he was very happy. Oh, by the way, schoonover finishing it early, that actually saved him a bunch of money with the car rental, too, at least three days' worth. If you need glass, service work, body work, of course, oil changes, tires, do what we at GL do. Call Schoonover Body Works and Glass. They've been at it for 80 years in Shoreview, always rated as one of the best shops in the metro, schoonoverbodyworks.com. Here's John Height. Thank you, Joe. The Minneapolis Police Department updated the Minneapolis City Council with new violent crime stats on Thursday. The numbers show violent crime, including gun crimes, has continued to rise throughout the first three quarters of 2021. Scott Wolfert's a MPD crime analyst. He told the City Council that 503 people have been injured by gunfire this year. That's an increase of 26% over last year. Homicides up 16%, robberies up 5%. Aggravated assaults up 2.6%, but the biggest surge has been the number of rounds fired by automatic weapons. He said so far there have been 78 shot spotter activations of automatic weapons with 935 rounds detected. Mm. He said compared to the same time in 2020, there were just five activations for automatic weapons wow. and only 42 rounds fired through the end of September. Uh, the total number of detected gunshots fired so far this year, every kind of gun, 20,611. Mm. That's a 28% increase from 2020. Good Lord. You know why okay. that is, don't you guys? Where are they getting the ammo? To be able hey, to don't do that, Chris. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Such, uh, I'm glad you said that because a GLer last week sent me an email, um, and it's something that should have dawned on me. He, uh, he, um, he thought that maybe they're using what we call range ammo, mm. and it's simply the bullet part, the part that is expelled, is just like a solid piece of lead, and it's uh, encased in a solid metal jacket. And these these range bullets are designed to go through something and keep going and keep going oh, and go wonderful. through something again and keep going and keep going, as opposed to, like, say, tactical rounds or personal protection rounds, which are uh, described as being hollow points. 
and hollow points, when they hit something, they mushroom out and they break up and they stop. They can't continue. Mm -hmm. So uh, the GLer was speculating, and I'm, I'm, I think he's 100% right. The reason we're seeing all of this damage and people getting grazed and innocents being shot is because these guys are using range ammo that just keeps going until it runs out of steam and falls to the ground. Yeah, I mean, mm. in other words, it yeah. could go through a house wall. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yep. Like I don't want to get hit by either kind. Wasn't that what happened right. with the two-year-old? Yes. Yeah. Right, right. Yep. Uh, another new report, this one from the Minnesota Department of Health, says for every one overdose death, there were 14 non-fatal overdoses in 2020. Non-fatal overdoses increased 18% statewide during 2020 compared to 2019. Opioid-related overdoses also spiked, according to the report. And for the first time, non-fatal opioid overdoses surpassed heroin-related ones. Overall, in 2020, there were 14,475 non-fatal drug overdoses in the state treated in hospitals. Ages, uh, people ages 15 to 34 made up the largest number of non-fatal overdoses. That age group was about 55% of those who ended up being treated in hospitals. A Texas man who described himself as a member of the Boogaloo Boys, that loosely connected group of people who espouse violent anti-government sentiments, has pleaded guilty to a federal riot charge in connection to last year's civil unrest. U.S. Attorney's Office said 27-year-old Ivan Hunter admitted to traveling from San Antonio, Texas to Minneapolis with the intent of taking part in a riot. Court documents say Hunter was shown on video discharging 13 rounds from an AK-47-style semi-automatic rifle into the Minneapolis Police Department's 3rd Precinct building May 28, 2020. Prosecutors say Hunter also made various statements on social media describing the violence he'd engaged in. John, every time, I don't, maybe this happens to you too, but every time I read or hear the word boogaloo, yeah. I always think of insane clown posse. <laughs> <laughs> Because their fans are called Juggalos. Juggalos. That's right. That's right. Yeah. 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 Joe, what's your Not. favorite Insane Clown Posse song? I, I've never heard them, I don't think. Okay. Yeah. You've heard of them, just not them. Yeah, I've heard of them. Star Tribune reporting, Hennepin County prosecutors are newly alleging that a man charged with fatally shooting a motorist during a suspected road rage encounter on 169 had apparently been brandishing his gun at other vehicles oh. on his multi-state route to the Twin Cities and has long been carrying out that sort of behavior. Jamal L. Smith, for weeks and months prior to the shooting in July of 56-year-old Jay Boughton on Highway 169, pointed guns at other motorists for minor reasons while driving, according to the prosecution. Uh, Smith also did much the same not long before his SUV pulled up alongside Boughton's vehicle about 10 p.m. July 6th and allegedly opened fires. The two vehicles traveled south, according to the filing. In the hours prior to the shooting, the document says on a road trip from Chicago through Wisconsin and into Minnesota, based on one witness's account, he brandished a firearm to at least five other vehicles and semi-trucks. One witness described in the charges as Smith's girlfriend said he always carried a gun. He stored it between the driver's seat and the center council. The gun was used to kill Boughton, according to the document. Uh, Smith's attorney, Emmett Donnelly, told the Star Tribune late Thursday that these are, quote, inadmissible allegations and character assassination. The public dissemination of such allegations destroys my client's right to a fair trial. Ah, let's all be so, fair now. Fellas, this isn't an isolated thing. I mm -hmm. hear this on the scanner quite frequently. Uh, including just this morning at about 10 a.m. on 694, and the guy exited at uh, Long Lake Road. Did he, was he brandishing a gun? Yep. 
Yep, on the freeway. GLers mm. just don't. Oh, just keep driving. Yeah. Please mm-hmm. don't even. Yeah, don't acknowledge them. It's not worth it. President Biden's trillion-dollar bipartisan infrastructure plan suffered a significant setback late last night when House Democratic leaders, short of support amid a liberal revolt in the party, pulled off a planned vote on a crucial, uh, not pulled off, excuse me, put off a planned vote on a crucial piece of their domestic agenda. Democratic leaders and supporters of the bill insisted the postponement is only a temporary setback. The infrastructure vote was rescheduled for this afternoon, giving them more time to reach agreement, they say. The House and Senate did pass legislation though to fund the government until December 3rd with more than 28 billion dollars in disaster relief and 6.3 billion to help relocate refugees from Afghanistan the president quickly signed it averting the immediate fiscal sh- threat of a government shutdown and clearing away one item on the Democrats to-do list at least for two months can I introduce something that's uh, not germane to anything you've been talking about let's sure. do it did you guys read about the uh, US uh, Wildlife Service uh, saying that the ivory-billed woodpecker is extinct. I did, I did see that. Yes. Yeah. And, and as typical, uh, climate change uh, made it yes. into the story as soon as the third sentence in the Associated yep. Press story. I'm glad and, you saw that. Okay, and while, while scientists did not come right out and say that the ivory-billed woodpecker uh, is extinct due to climate change, they gave you every intimation that climate change is behind these extinctions. Do you know that ivory-billed woodpeckers are so rare. How rare are they? In 1907, <laughs> during a bear hunt in in Louisiana, Teddy Roosevelt spotted three of them, and it became a story. Yeah. 1907, the old growth forests that were their home were uh, in the southeastern United States were gone long before today's school kids have been taught to demonize the automobile. The the birds were also so magnificent magnificent they were sought by collectors and hat makers. So they were shot and sold. Climate change had nothing to do with that woodpecker being extinct. People have devoted their lives to looking for the ivory-billed woodpecker. Did you read the one guy, uh, when he was making the announcement, he started crying. Oh, I know it. That was, that was a female king. <laughs> Oh, the female the one gal. Bi- biologist. Yeah. Now, oh, I had it hey. in my head. I had <laughs> it in my head. I had it in my head that obviously Woody Woodpecker was based on an ivory-billed woodpecker. But no, no I looked it up. The, I looked it up. Violated. It was a pileated woodpecker. Pileated. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yes. Drawn in 1940 for Universal <laughs> stu- uh, Studios. I have never, not, not once have I pronounced that correctly. Pileated. Pi- pi- pileated. 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 And of course, when Teddy Roosevelt was on that bear hunt, Mm -hmm. uh, he gave his famous speech, did he not? No bear meat at the glory (laughs) hole. That's right. I remember that. (laughs) But in other words, in other words, they used the the woodpecker as the marquee for this story to uh, tell us that uh, climate change is ruinous, and and because they knew it would be really hard to get worked up about the loss of the flat pig toe muscle. (laughs) <laughs> that's another creature that went extinct now if you want to if you want to tell me that you're losing some freshwater mussels due to industrial and farm runoff i'm all with you I, I i find that disturbing and i don't know what to do about it but i don't know what that has to do with the climate as you uh, talked about earlier this week joe mail delivery a little slower starting today uh, part of Postmaster General Lewis DeJoy's blueprint for overhauling the Postal Service in order to cut costs. Uh, critics, though, say here's the problem for us folks. The slower delivery could cause problems with late bill delivery. 
Almost four of ten pieces of first-class mail will see slower delivery, according to Paul Steidler, senior fellow at the Lexington, Inst- uh, Lexington Institute and an expert on the Postal Service. He says that means mail delivery will be slower than it was in the 1970s. Starting today, the Postal Service's current three-day delivery standards for first-class mail goes to five days. In other words, you should now expect that letters and other mail could take up to five days to get to where they're going and vice versa. And if you follow uh, MSP underscore traffic, uh, Kenny, your tweet was hilarious about the Amazon truck stuck on the freeway. (laughs) (laughs) This sounds like a system devised by Yogi Berra. And basically what they're saying is you'll still get your mail on time, only slower. (laughs) (laughs) Well, <laughs> <laughs> Nobody goes yes. anymore. It's too crowded. <laughs> Yogi, I, I had to think of that. <laughs> Uh, the USPS contends its 10-year plan is necessary to erase a projected $160 billion loss over the next decade. But the Postal Regulatory Commission, the federal regulator that oversees the Postal Service, earlier this year questioned if the Postal Service's plan to slow delivery standards would save money. Uh, drug maker Merck, as you said earlier, Joe, said today its experimental COVID-19 pill reduced hospitalizations and deaths by half in people recently infected with the coronavirus, uh, coronavirus, and they will soon ask health officials in the U.S. and around the world to authorize its use. If cleared, the drug would be the first pill shown to treat COVID-19. Uh, Merck and its partner, Ridgeback Biotherapeutics, said earlier results showed patients who got the drug within five days of COVID-19 sip, uh, symptoms had about half the rate of hospitalization and death as the patients who received a dummy pill. The study tracked 775 adults with mild to moderate COVID-19 who were considered higher risk for severe disease due to health problems like obesity, diabetes, or heart disease. It'll be a hip-hop halftime at next yeah. year's Super Bowl. This sounds great. I, I, I agree. I, I'm Doctor. really looking forward to this. Oh, <laughs> come on, Joe. <laughs> no, you've got to bring, have people like, uh, whatever happened to uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire, or... Uh, I why don't like, why do we like, hear who's going to do it? Okay. I don't like rap. <laughs> I don't like rap. Music. Rap. <laughs> what a booty, 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 booty. What is this? <laughs> Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg. Eminem, Mary J. Blige, and Kendrick Lamar will perform for the first time on stage together at the 2022 uh, Pepsi Super Bowl halftime show. Where are this we will, this year? L.A. At the new yep. stadium, In- obviously. Inglewood, how yep. so high stadium. will Snoop Dogg be? <laughs> Probably like third level. I'm a fan of him. Oh, I, love Snoop. Yeah. I love Snoop. He is Snoop funny. gets it. He's funny. What is these animals? Super Bowl is February 13th. The five music artists have a combined 44 Grammys. Wow. Uh, the most uh, Grammys of that group, Eminem, who has won 15. Oh, really? I wouldn't have guessed that. I did not know that. Grammys. I would not yep. have guessed that. Alex Jones of Infowars Infamy was found legally responsible in two lawsuits for damages caused by his claims surrounding the 2012 Sandy Hook School mass shooting, according to court documents released yesterday. Judge Maya Guerrera-Gamble issued default judgments on Monday. Uh, Monday. The rulings effectively mean that Jones lost the cases by default. A jury will convene to ascertain how much he will have to pay the plaintiffs. Jones falsely claimed the December 2012 shooting at Newtown, Connecticut was a giant hoax carried out by crisis actors on behalf of people who oppose the Second Amendment. The shooter killed 26 people at the school, 20 of whom were uh, young children, before killing himself. Well, 
he's a moron. Yeah. yeah Say, uh, unfortunately, out at EcoFun Motorsports, that, that deal on those uh, Bintelli e-bikes that Tim didn't expect, mm-hmm. that concluded yesterday. But I'm sure, I'm sure that given the already low prices on those Bintelli e-bikes, if there's any left, you can still get a sweetheart deal at EcoFun Motorsports on Highway 61 and down town forest lake as you know he had a, a supply chain problem in reverse he he received 200 bentelli electric assist e-bikes that he didn't anticipate arriving until the spring uh great service there and great deals uh also a full line of yamaha equipment youth recreational equipment helmets apparel those scooters that turn urban errands into an adventure it's all there great pricing great people at ecofund motorsports in downtown forest lake GLers, we are very excited to welcome a new partner to the Garage Logic podcast. It's St. Paul's own Mosaica Hard Surface. They specialize in the sourcing, supply, and installation of hard surface-based materials such as granite, marble, and quartz for your kitchen, bath, fireplace, bar, outdoor kitchen, anywhere you dream up. They will get it done, done right, but also they will get it done under budget. Corey and Jay are the owners of Mosaica Hard Surface, and they want to work with you. Listen, there's a lot of people out there doing this, but I'm here to tell you that they are the best. They've been around for over 20 years, and they do things the GLA. What does that mean? Well, they only use the best materials. They custom cut everything in their state-of-the-art facility, and they also install everything themselves. Not everybody does that. Mosaica Hard Surface wants every single aspect of your project to be perfect. Corey and his team really want to work with you. So here's the deal. Check them out. Go to their showroom on Marshall Avenue in St. Paul, or just call Corey directly at 651-242-0894, or you can visit them online at mosaicahardsurface.com. That's M-O-S-A-I-C-A hardsurface.com. And I'm rolling. <laughs> oh, we need an off-air Roycey podcast. Yep. 100%. <laughs> Hey, Pat. Yes, Joe. Big trouble in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers room. Uh, Brady oh. is apparently sick. He's got a raspy voice. People are beside themselves and accusing oh. Belichick of biological warfare. <laughs> they think Belichick's sending COVID? Right. What, what do they think? Yeah. <laughs> well, they wouldn't... Uh, they wouldn't trust anything. How about all those people who are paying like twenty five hundred dollars oh. for a ticket for that game? They'll be they'll be a little disappointed if whoever Tampa's backup is is the quarterback. Did, yeah. did you guys see how Belichick opened up his uh, weekly press conference with a little humor? I'll try to do uh, my oh. best, Belichick. But he gets up there, and goes, uh, "Good morning, everybody. Uh, any big storylines this week?" <laughs> hey, that's a knee slapper by his standards. That's yeah. true. Yes, it is. Yeah, it is a it is a a rather uh, poignant moment. I mean, I was driving around the other day, and they somebody said I heard him say, "Today is the day twenty years ago that Brady replaced Bledsoe." Wow! Just think of that. Yes, twenty geez. years. Wow! Twenty wow. years he played there. Huh. Unbelievable. And he's won a Super Bowl since he left. Incredible. Uh, you know, but, that's Tampa uh, Bay at New England Sunday, Sunday night, yeah. Sunday Foot night, football. Yeah. 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 They weren't going to throw that one at you for free at noon. I'll tell you that they're going to get all the <laughs> hey they get out of that one. That'll be a, great. that'll be on par with a Super Bowl audience, won't it? I mean, there's oh, going to be some yeah, eyeballs. Be, it will be unbelievable. He's, uh, he's finally showing his age a little bit, I think. 
Who? We'll see if he does that Sonny Brady. He did not look good last week, and uh, I've seen him twice. He had a pretty good second half one of those games, but uh, he's, he, he doesn't look quite the same. So Hey, I got one for you. Well, uh, here, you want to hear what he sounds like? Oh, tell me. Can you hear that? No, no, not really. Go to the Drudge Report, Reavers. Okay. And go, and you'll see. He's not. You know what? He doesn't look well. Oh, really? He does not bad. look well. Go oh, to the Drudge Report. You'll see a CBS story with audio of uh, uh, Brady. Apparently, has his own weekly press conferences. Yes, yes, he yeah. does. Yeah, he does. Well, most most quarterbacks do, but he also has a radio. Show. He also has a. A, a national radio show that he does too. Well, like not a half to, hour. Not to start a forest fire, but is Brady vaccinated? He well, had that, COVID in twenty nine. He had COVID in uh, this after the Super Bowl, or he tested positive for it. I don't know what his vaccination status is. Okay, but you might uh, yep. if you can play that audio. Uh, do you agree with me that he doesn't look? No, he does not look good. Does not look good. There's a little thinness. Super in the excited face. about what we've done here. Ooh. I got great group of coaches here, um, wow. an amazing Doesn't group of guys like that you know still motivate me and inspire me to be the best I could be for this team. Tom Brady was. He's got ricey throat. He's got the ricey throat. That's right. I don't know about uh, how, if he's vaccinated, but I got the boost about an hour and a half ago. Really? Yeah, I got the boost. What kind? Had to go to uh, Pfizer. Where'd you have to Just go to a drugstore? Just went to Walgreens, and there, Katie got on the online and signed us up. And hell, they had fifty. They had twenty openings at the at the, our Walgreens. So that means so. you've got three computer chips in you now. Is that right? <laughs> I do. I yep. do. And I didn't know this. She signed me up for a flu shot too. So I got that too. I don't. I think I've taken two of my life, and probably haven't had flu in twenty years. So, but uh, she now I, I got. My DNA is being switched twice today. You know. <laughs> what about the shingles shot? Do you have that? You're going to want to get that one, too. I did not get it, but uh, everyone who has ever had shingles tells me you will wish you had the yeah. shot if you yeah. have it. What, are we, what, what, what is this shingles thing? I, I don't it's think a, I have a shingles shot. You it's a skin get one. thing. That you'll, it'll make you want to die. It's that yeah. awful. My brother had it two years ago, shingles, and he told me, I'm due for a shot. He said, go get it tomorrow. Hmm. Yeah. And because normally, he said it'll drive you nuts. Normally reserved Manny, for roof, roofers that don't want to get COVID. Manager Kelly. You're fired. Rook, hand me that cleanish. Tom Kelly got it about 15 years ago, and he said it was the most miserable thing he ever went through in his life. Oh, boy. It yeah. was, uh, and he's not a real complainer. Well, how do you know? get it? I don't know. How do you get no it? No idea. I'll research it. Speaking of, uh, Joe, why don't I uh, Joe, your mic? Joe, you're on you're the air. Oh, he's got Jesus. it. Like when, uh, as long as we're on the subject of baseball, John, I saved this for you. Do you guys know what yeah. happened 60 years ago today? Well, here would that be, Sergeant Pepper taught the band. Roger Maris. Add a boy, Johnny Height. Roger Maris. Roger Maris hit his 61st home run, breaking Babe Ruth's single-season record. And uh, meanwhile, the commissioner was strong-armed into giving it an asterisk because it was 162 (laughs) games. We were so... 
It's the only record. Baseball is the only sport where people root against someone breaking a record. <laughs> it's unbelievable. <laughs> well, I, I understood mean, it when we were mad at Barry Bonds. That one I understood. Yes, but, uh, you know, Barry is, uh, you know, you know what A-Rod told us this week, don't you? No. Uh, we're going to have transparency, honesty, and what was the other one? And, boy... <laughs> When I think of those traits, I think of A-Rod. <laughs> <laughs> With the Timberwolves. God, these guys are. i tell you what. We've had a lot of city slickers come into town and think they could BS us, don't, haven't we? Yes, I mean, we have. But these two might take the cake. This one guy who's going to build a mythical city that's going to be the new city, Lori, and did did you see the thing about three core values, Joe? No, I didn't. Die. All his, all his companies, Lori, has have three core values. Yeah, but they haven't decided what they are yet. Well, we got three of them. Well, we're going to have three. We're, right. we're, we're meeting. Three, Is he the guy who have... wants to build a city in the desert? Yes. 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 yes oh, I yes, didn't yes, know yes. that was the guy. Oh yeah, yeah. That's where he's going to move the Timberwolves eventually. Probably. <laughs> Tolosa. <laughs> Tolosa, I believe, is the name of the city. He but wants in to this country. Yeah, in the in the New Mexico, Arizona, that that oh, okay. that part of the country. And, and people have mentioned to him that there could be a flaw, no water. Right. Right. <laughs> I think no matter how grand your city is, you need water, don't you? Yeah, it's important. So. It's hey, important. Gophers at Purdue. Where are you on that one? I think they're going to win because uh, Purdue is not doesn't have any offense, and uh, they're all banged up. And uh, they're not very good anyway. And if you look at the recruiting ratings uh, the last three, four years, they're always 11th, 12th in the Big Ten. Gophers have better players even after last week's abomination. But whether they decide to show up and play or not, that's that's the question. Because, uh, you know, they have, you know, the Gophers have the oldest team in the country. They got all these experienced guys. And, and how that thing happened last Saturday is, is beyond comprehension that uh, they could have lost to that team. Are the Vikings? Think, are the Vikings going to beat the Browns? Nope, Brownies by three. I got the Brownies Ooh. by three. Brownies are good. Yeah, Browns they are. are good. Uh, now the crowd, having the crowd in there screaming and hollering, maybe the younger quarterback Mayfield will have a little trouble in that area. But uh, the Brownies will run the ball and uh, and the Vikings. I think they might be patting them. One of these weeks where they've been patted on the back for their great performance, and I sometimes. Plus, Joe, there's a donkey in there for Kirk. Sometime, isn't yeah. there? I mean, we're gonna get, we're gonna get the old, the other Kirk here one of these weeks. Yep. You know, might be this. Well, if it's if he plays bad this week, they'll get hammered. But if he plays okay, I still think they'll get beat. Man, this is from a guy who told you they were gonna beat Seattle last week. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I'm not a negative guy at all. No, no. All right. <laughs> no. All right, Patrick, we got to get Reavers on the road. All righty. Good enough, gentlemen. All See right. you, Pat. All right. See we'll you. be See back. Yes, okay. John. Before yes. we go, shingles, Joe, you asked about it, yeah. is caused by the varicella zoster virus, huh. the same virus that causes chicken pox. Uh -huh. After you've had chicken pox, the virus lies inactive in nerve tissue near your spinal cord and brain, and years later, the virus may reactivate as shingles, not life-threatening, but 
very painful. Hmm. That does not sound pleasant. No, I don't know. Not whatsoever. Well, you know what? I've got something pleasant for you guys, Hmm. and that is candles. You never thought that Garage Logic would be promoting candles, but... I never did think that. We are indeed promoting (laughs) candles. Do you know why? Because you have a CP. Everybody, they're a great gift to give. No, you are right. Absolutely and right. I'll tell you this, if you are a CI gal and you want to give one to your guy, I can tell you how to get your hands on the cylinder index candle from spiralightcandles.com. Go to their website, scroll all the way down to the bottom and click on the GL logo to order your CI candle. They'll have more scents that are going to be um, bringing to the table soon just for garage logicians. So, stop burning boring candles for Halloween for Thanksgiving, for Christmas, for New Year's and anniversaries, go to spiralightcandles.com. You can get a really nice, you know, uh, lavender scent as well. But if you want to go for the gusto, get that cylinder index candle from spiralightcandles.com and let them know you heard it from the Rook. I've, I've, like hit record. I've hit record, so don't swear. <laughs> okay, it's scramble time, B words. I think you did that wrong. Oh. Am I doing something here? Yes, sir. You gotta wait Can for Tony to announce the scramble. Tony Bagone! Yeah! Part B? It's the part scramble! B. Right after part A. Right after Kenny tells us about Seafoam. Uh, yeah, GLers here. It's October. You're allowed to crack one open and enjoy adult beverage, but evidently uh, the entire staff of GL is not allowed to. I'm still not uh, we don't sure. know that. All right, I got to talk here a second. Urbank, Minnesota. Total population 48 souls. Cans of seafoam for sale in Urbank? About a dozen including TransTune, Top Engine Cleaner, Deep Creep, of course, the motor treatment. I discovered this earlier in the week when I was up uh, up there picking up an Alice. Imagine my pleasant surprise when I discovered this. you got to love a repair joint that carries seafoam, confirming what we all know. It's good for what ails our combustion engines. It cleans out the carbon, the gunk, makes those cylinders, jets, uh, in- injectors, throttle bodies, trannies, Everything makes them shiny and happy. And, of course, Deep Creep. God, come on, forget about it. On a level all its own. Premium penetrating oil and lubricant. It creeps deeper, works harder, lasts longer than any other product you might think is okay. i got to use it in a door okay. lock. I'm going to try it in a yep. door lock. Oh, it's wonderful. Seafoam, okay. a local company, a global reach from towns of population of 48 to cities of millions. A wonderful product in a world of bad gas. Seafoam. Get this, police and crystals say they caught two thieves involved in stealing a number of cars and key fobs from an auto dealership. Hmm. Oh, they got them. Earlier this month, the Ramsey County attorney announced he will no longer prosecute felony cases that stem from minor traffic stops. Some law enforcement officials, including the Crystal Police Chief, are trying to prevent their prosecutors from enacting that same kind of policy because they say pretextual stops lead to solving bigger crimes. Early Tuesday morning, burglars struck City's Auto and Crystal, stealing at least eight cars and 12 additional key fobs. The crime was similar to what happened last month at Luther Brookdale Dodge in Brooklyn Park, where thieves made off with 17 cars. In Crystal, police waited near the dealership Wednesday night, thinking the suspects might return with the key fobs to take more cars. 
So when a car without a license plate drove by the dealership, police attempted to pull it over and say the driver then led them on a chase before officers caught two people and found, as police expected, missing key fobs for vehicles still in the lot. Well, they only stopped the car because it was missing its plates. Oh, wow. And now we're not <laughs> supposed to do that anymore. Are you sure it's plates? said it was missing a plate. No, I think he means the stop. The Tabs. stop. Plates? Because the, rev- the Reverend was chatting about that yesterday. I think it's tabs. If it's expired tabs, not uh, if it's missing uh, license plates. Said the, uh, no, no, no. What Kenny's asking, Joe, is uh, what, uh, is it Choi? Yeah. Like a, a, a missing a plate would be a reason to stop a car, okay. but, a, but an expired tab okay. would not be. Well, anyway, it's, a, it's an example of what, what we all know, that oftentimes those seemingly uh, minimal stops can result in something that's far more nefarious. Another nope. sad note, Joe, please don't use my name. I've worked at my employer for 42 years, a large Twin Cities healthcare company. I'm not a frontline worker. In fact, I've worked from home for the last 20 years. October 1 today could potentially be my last day of my long career with this company due to not getting vaccinated. So much for longevity and rave annual reviews. I'm just sick to my stomach. I'm 58 and was going to hold out one more year to retire. I have one more day, September 30th, to go get this mandated shot. Decisions, decisions. Mm -hmm. Uh, I won't use her name. But what difference does it make to the company if she's working at home? Well, there's no exceptions because we can't use common sense in any aspect of fighting this pandemic. She's worked at home for 20 years. Exactly. It's just foolish. She could have worked at home for another year and had a retirement. Are you kidding me? I'm going to get more hated things on social media. Thanks for pointing that out, John. I appreciate that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, you know what, though? Don't care. Yeah, we all get them. You know, Do not on. care. <laughs> it used to be Rook, then it was Kenny for a while, then yep. it was me, yep. now it's you. Now you it's know. my turn. It's, like a Mary it's always always Joe, though. Joe yeah, always gets true. <laughs> Only because they come to us. Where? All the way from Marloth Park in Mumpumalanga, South Africa, from the Traveling Lymans. It's on this day in Minnesota history, October 1st. On this day, today, in 1929, the first celebration of Kalachki Day in Montgomery. Oh, my God. A Kalachki? It's Kalachki. 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 Like uh, a Kalachki? Oh. I said Kalachki. And by I? the way, Grandma <laughs> Kaptavi makes the best Kalachkis in the world. Well, I'll tell you what. A I'm Kalachki is a Czechoslovakian pastry filled with fruit. Oh, at first, the festival was only a day long, but in 1975, the celebration was scheduled for late July and extended into Kalachi Days, complete with music, dancing, art displays, and the towel at this point. Don't, say, don't correct him, he's on a roll. I know. Kalachi. Kalachki. There you go. Yeah. Anybody been to Kalachki Days? Bingo. Oh, this I think guy I has. have. That's fun. I've never heard of it before. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> Not. This is a first for me. Kenny, you're more rural than I am. You've never heard of a Kolachki? On this day. I know what Ludafisk is. <laughs> that's a sheetrock grilled to perfection. In 1908 on this day, at the urging of Dr. Richard O. Beard, the Board of Regents for the University of Minnesota authorized a nursing curriculum, the first college-associated school of nursing in the country. The school opened March 1, 1909, with Bertha Erdman as director. Hmm. Bertha. Oh, I don't hear Erdman. that name much anymore. You don't hear oh, that, that name. Oh, that room. 
That reminds me, did we hear back from coffee yet? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, I, I said, Joe is wondering if you are aware of the story from Hamlin University in which they are saying you should no longer have to pass the bar exam. She responds, and this is so great, it makes her awesome. I did. Equity. Huh. People like me are too dumb to pass it. Oh, wait. I passed in both Minnesota and Washington in the same week. <laughs> God, she's such a badass. I love it. I then said, uh, any chance we could talk to you next week? She hasn't responded yet, but if I'm sure. Yeah. By the way, Rook, Kolachki's up your alley. You should go home and make these. Uh, I've never made them, but I have had them, and they're delicious. Even though they're Czech, they're not Polish. You but... know what you can make? You can make peach, prune, or, or alfalfa. alfalfa. Reavers, are you making a run to Grunhofer's? Uh, the second the show is over. Because you're loading up and you're taking it up to your uh, cabin weekend. Exactly. Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats. You try the new store right off 35 on Highway 97. I wonder, how many meatloafs can I fit in my cooler? There is a meatloaf warning. <laughs> Shortage. GLers, there is a meatloaf warning. It's been sounded. The original, the town ball in the Minnesotan. Reavers is going up there. Soup season is approaching, and Grunhofer's has a wide selection of the best soup meats. And football season, of course, is brat season. Enhance your tailgate in football parties with Gronhofer's world-famous brats, over 139 flavors. Two locations, the original Gronhofer's on Highway 61, just north of Hugo, and the new Gronhofer's old-fashioned meats in a brand-new store on uh, Highway 97 in Forest Lake, just east a bit of 35E. Mm. And a warning has been sounded. You've been you've been warned. You're about to get cleaned out, Forest Lake Grunhoffers. Thank you, GLers. Rook, cream cheese, apricot, kolachki. I'm really hungry. It's all we've been talking about is Grunhoffers, I haven't Savoy, eaten lunch yet. Kolachki. What's a kolachki? What's a kolachki? Why are you eating your head <laughs> with apricot? <laughs> What was Grandpa doing when he put Kalaki on his head? <laughs> All right, folks, let's get serious about podcasting because you can go to PodMN on your smartphone to find a library of podcasts that suit your interests as well as your computer. That's PodMN.com. If you'd like to be entertained further, you can go to the Garage Logic YouTube page, subscribe to that, and you will be entertained for weeks upon hours upon months. Also, farther or further? Further's in further? addition to farther is time. Farther oh, time? Distance. Farther's. Yeah, so like I said, log on to the Garage Logic Facebook page and follow us there as well. <laughs> we'll catch you later on uh, Monday, brah. 7 old child.